With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Opremian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula. And I listen to the Pat Cotillo Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, joined alongside Rich Van Zant. As we uh, recap what is divisional uh, playoff weekend in the NFL, and uh, I'd have to say you could probably put it down as one of the best uh, weekends of playoff football that the NFL has ever had. Some extremely exciting games uh, capped off by the uh, Buffalo-Kansas City game, of course, which was just uh, an insane game back and forth and uh, into overtime. So uh, we, of course, will recap all of that. And uh, the Miami Dolphins continue their uh, coachless uh, 2022 team as uh, they have yet to hire uh, any coaches uh, for their uh, team and um, you know I think there's still the same debate as to which direction uh, they're going to go and so um, you know we'll, we'll see about that and uh, what uh, of course you know what we think they might do um, as we've said and, and you know that that ultimately may not be the route they go, but I think it's kind of obvious where their intentions lie. And, uh, you know, there's uh, been some, uh, uh, some, some new rumors that have popped up. Uh, and, and so, um, you know, I, I guess I wonder where the Dolphins are on the, on the chain of command. So uh, we'll go from there. Um, Rich, I might add, uh, as far as uh, the Dolphins – not hiring a coach it's not unique uh out of all the coaches that are are vacancies this year so far uh nobody has yet to hire a coach so there's that um i don't know if that surprises you or not i think the teams playing in the playoffs and their success probably have a lot to do with that um but uh you know the dolphins obviously are are somewhere in that pack and um it's going to be real interesting to see exactly where they are in the pecking order you know, it looks like the the, uh, the Giants are looking like they they brought in Dable for a second interview, and I would just be surprised if they don't hire him right right there. So I think that's one guy off the list right away because I don't think we committed. I think they're waiting <laughs> for Harbaugh to quit Michigan. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, think I kinda, they got I, mine, and I, and I think now with the you know with the Saints situation too, they're waiting on that also. 
Well, I agree with you on 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 both of those first two points. The first thing is uh, the Dayball thing. I think them hiring the Buffalo Bills GM puts them way ahead of the curve as far as the Dayball mm-hmm. hiring goes, right? I mean, you know that that's a relationship that not only works, it works very well, obviously. Is um, he so from that's, this area, too? I, yeah, I think he is. I don't know exactly where from this area, but I think it is somewhere around here. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, the pieces seem to line up there for Brian Dayball, which, which would be an excellent hire for the Giants. I hate to say it, especially with that, yeah. like I said, when you have the GM that works well and built the Buffalo Bills again to where they are now, and then you have, you know, Dayball. Well, it's not the GM it, from the Bills, right? It's an assistant GM or something, right? Yeah, I guess, they're, they're yeah, I guess it's, own GM. Yeah, it's, not, it's not their yeah. GM. Right, right. Somebody that was high up in, I guess, in football operations. So, you know, that seems to make a lot of sense, and I think you're right on point there. As far as Jim Harbaugh is concerned, yeah, I get the same feeling. I mean, I just really think that's the guy. You know, we all know that's who he wants. And when I was saying in the opening monologue, you know, uh, that's basically what I was referring to is the fact that we can think whatever football mind, but I think this guy has it made up, and it's a matter of how he can get him away from Michigan and, and, and save face with which, which his number one allegiance, which seems to be Michigan, right? Uh, I'm talking about, uh, you know, the oh, owner. Hello. And, and, and what he's worried about saving their face. He gave them $55 yeah. million a few years ago. I think his face yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't think you know the, realize the size of the check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, I think when we look at all this, um, you know, from the outside, uh, at this point, being that you have a coach that was one of the f- one of the only guys I said that's ever been fired, probably for not on the field, not on the field results, more for personality clashes that never won a championship. Because obviously, once they win it, they they fight and that happens. But um, right. you would think that this guy's just going to do whatever. You know, he's going to get who he's comfortable with and who he wants. I would think he's going to supersede any football operations. But well, there was the a huge rumor that came owner, up today. We have we have an owner that claims. He doesn't meddle, but he does. <laughs> you know? a- you know, no, he he, he kind of admits he knows nothing about football, but he does meddle. So that's no, even abso- worse. So he knows nothing about like, football, and you still meddle. You know? This is why I have more respect for Jerry Jones, because Jerry Jones yes. forthright comes right out, and you know where he stands yes. and what he does, and, and that's fine. But you have an owner, and there's a few of them, that are billionaires that – want to save their image, but behind the scenes are really calling all the shots and throwing all their, you know, their, their soldiers yeah. out there to take all the hits. And I think that's exactly right of what's been going yeah. on. You know, there's no doubt about that. Now, there was a rumor that, that has since popped. It's not really a rumor, but it, it, it's factual. But um, obviously New Orleans now is kind of in the mix because Sean Payton has not committed to the New Orleans Saints. And this is something that from all insiders is uh, the realest it's ever been. Now, I don't know what his status is. The owner has said we don't know, but, you know, he's going to let us know soon enough. Um, I mean, this is a guy, obviously, that if he becomes available, is going to go to the top of the pack of, of coaches that are available. My question to you is, at what stage of the pecking order 
would he fit in with the, with the Dolphins' stand? Because I would think that the Dallas Cowboy job, I've heard rumored, of course, McCarthy's still there, um, but if there was a move to be made there, um, there's obviously other teams um, that, you know, would be a lot, a lot of interest for him, um, you know, with quarterbacks. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, how high does the Dolphins' pecking order go with, with some of these teams? Denver, um, Chicago, I don't know. You know, I think, you know, he's going to probably want a lot of control, and they're probably not going to want to give it to him. And, you know, Raiders. I think any any big coach, like, you know, even like a Harbaugh and stuff, I just think that they're going to, like, smell out the circus atmosphere and, and shy away from it if there's another offer. You know, look, if they unless they overwhelm them with money, I can't imagine us getting, like, one of the top guys that are – that isn't like an up and coming guy. Like I think a, a, stat, a guy who has status already is going to shy away from this nightmare. You know? Yeah, I mean that's my that's this my is, point. This is a bit of a nightmare. You know? I mean well, that's my know, point. Like you said, yeah, it's bad enough we started off one and seven, and but then they had to bring the three ring circus in. You know, with, with the with the watch and stuff. You know, what I mean, it just it never stops. Well, here's the deal. The only the only thing I would say to that is that. Um, the two names that we mentioned, well, first of all, money-wise for guys like that, it's almost going to be write your own check, right? I mean, it's going to be an, an enormous. It's going to be no, I'm not probably – I'm not talking about that. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about like that. For those guys, you know, they're going to have to pay him a lot anyway. I'm saying the doubt. only way they're to gonna get, get it. the middle of the row guy is to overpay him. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if there's other teams involved, you know? Yeah. Now, the hardball situation probably supersedes that. Because the the circus atmosphere, I would think, completely goes away. Because I think that he would have complete control. I think him and Ross have a relationship that he would supersede that. Because he would yeah. know, you know, he would handle Ross to the point where anything that went on, as far as football operations, Greer included, I would think that he would supersede any of that. So it would be his way or the highway. I really think that he would have that kind of control if they went that route. Now, Sean Payton, I would think, would demand that kind of uh, situation. Um, but he, the, the, the ironic part or, or the strange part is he's never had that. I mean, in New Orleans, he's basically been hands-off as far as football operations are concerned, which is very rare for a coach of his magnitude. Right? I mean, usually a guy with that kind of coaching pedigree uh, is, is very, very involved with the football operations as far as personnel. And, and, and from all you know accounts, he hasn't been. You know, you know what's insane? That, um, the Saints are, are run by Benson's like, widow, who's like right. his third wife. Like, his kids got totally cut out. It's like she Yeah, you were, tell- that, yeah you were telling me that. that yeah, that's- stayed with that, right? <laughs> Wow, like, you know, and the, the, there was, they were trying to sue. I, I think it's still in lawsuit. Like, supposedly like, his will got changed, like, later in life or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's something shady going on. I mean, that's a horror. What a nightmare that is. Yeah, no, it must be. <laughs> I mean, when whenever you have billionaires like that, there's always a fight with the wife um, and, you know, and, and then the, and the family. You know, I mean, there always imagine, is. Imagine, Usually the, the family owns, prevails. Imagine the father owns the, yeah, imagine the father owns the Saints and he gets remarried in his 80s and then 
that's who the owner is and you're, you're kind yeah, of... Yeah, well, that's... Yes, I mean, that's where there usually is enormous amount of fighting uh, and stuff that goes yeah. on. And usually the family prevails when it's a late, late marriage, which is strange because right. the law, you know, kind of supersedes that, but it somehow doesn't always go that way. But, th- yeah, this will be... Right. I mean, I guess this is already kind of where it's going to be. I heard her um, comments. I'm like, wow, she's still involved. I mean, I guess they never... They never settled this thing yet. I'm like, this is this is horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it's it's not pretty uh, when, when that kind of stuff goes. But um, you gotta you gotta put up with that dance around with an umbrella all those years. They got screwed out of the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I think uh, I think basically, if uh. They go in that direction. I would assume that it's it, it, it it's going to be a shopping spree for for Sean Payton around the league. And yeah, I just think there's him too. What he what he said was there's like rumors that he wants to take a year off. Yeah, like, uh, I think that's that definitely the play. <laughs> right? Didn't he just but have the... to do that <laughs> when he got suspended? Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a year um, off already. <laughs> yeah, he had a forced one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a guy like Sean Payton, you know, can certainly take that, and it wouldn't hurt him at all. Um, the TV offers I know are there. And then, you know, there's different jobs around the league. Um, you know, the year off might be may, might be a Dallas Cowboy uh, incentive as well, because That's Mike true. McCarthy obviously is the coach right now, and I, I think to make a move was a, would be very foolish, but uh, maybe a year from now, that's not that's a different story. So he might want to see how that kind of goes. Um, and, you know, like we said, there's a lot of vacancies right now. Quarterback seems to be the biggest, uh, I guess, decision maker um, there. Well, you know, uh, so, I can see McCarthy getting fired if he loses both coordinators. Well, uh, he's I definitely going to lose one. Yeah, well, he's definitely think. losing one. Yeah, you would think. No, I don't think. I know. He's definitely yeah. losing one. It's, it's, it's Dan Quinn right now. Yeah. Dan Quinn right now is deciding. Dan Quinn right now is deciding where he wants to go. Okay. Don't kid yourself. He's deciding yeah. where he wants to go. Um, you know, they may not have had commitments like you think, but um, I'm telling you, he's he is deciding where he wants to go. And the Dolphins probably are, are still in the conversation, um, but Dan Quinn will absolutely have a head coaching think, job. See, I don't think the Dolphins committed to anybody yet. and No, they haven't. You know, they, they, because, because they're waiting for something, and, you know, they may get left at the altar. Yeah, they might, but I think when we've we've talked about who who they want, um, and I think that's what they're banking on. Now, when you say left by at the altar, I think the Brian Dayball situation is a, is a hundred percent getting left at the altar because I think that there are other teams now that have jumped in front, and I think that 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 is probably the direction that he's going to go, and they'll lose out on him by not making a, you know a, a quick hire, um, yeah. and. You know, I mean, there's a there's a lot of teams that need coaches. So obviously, there's there's a bunch of spots, and they're going to start. What's going to happen is it's going to be a domino effect. Somebody's going to sign one, and then they're all going to start popping off. Sure, that's what's going to happen. You know, so you know well, who you know, do you there's want? A lot, you know? there's, a, there's a lot more guys that can interview now after yesterday. There's four more teams that can you know guys can you know jump around as much as they want now. You know. 
They don't have. But you had said that they had they had interviewed even while they were still in play. See, so he did, but uh, I'm saying it's easier easier for them now, though. That you know what I mean? Yeah, it's easier to come in for interviews and stuff. I mean, yep. there's some big names out there. You know, Josh McDaniels now is getting uh, – he's getting a lot of play, which I'm sure you've heard. And, uh, you know, so that's a little surprising. Um, apparently the Raiders are way high on him and, you know, to the point of almost, you know, trying to negotiate something. So there's that. I think the Sean Payton thing throws a, a wrench in that too because I think that's a job that might really appeal to him, um, you know, because they're, they're, they're pretty set up. Uh, depending on how you feel about Carr, but I think Derek Carr has certainly shown that he's um, uh, in, in the upper uh, echelon of quarterbacks in the league. May not be elite, but I think he's certainly, you know, in the top ten uh, discussion there. You know, I mean, he, he's he's played really, really well. And Sean Payton's a quarterback guy, so I think he that might attract him to a veteran quarterback like that that's in the prime of his career. Um, you know, that might attract him a lot. We talked about Brian Dayball, uh, left which now, like you said, is free to talk to whoever. Haven't heard Doug Peterson's name at all, which is kind no, of surprising, but it's not. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, we talked I about that in length last week. They, yeah, they must know more than we do about, what, like, why he left the Eagles. You know, I'm sure it's out there in that, in that circle of what happened there. You know, I don't think it was pretty. I'm, but I mean, what does that mean? Is it something like? I mean, that's the strangest thing. I mean, this is a. This, he reminds me of Jim Fossil. Uh, no, no, not Jim yeah. Fossil. Uh, that, yeah, Jim Fossil a little bit, but. Jim um, Fossil, uh, yeah, but he lost. Who, who's uh, the Ravens coach? Oh yeah, yeah, the Ra- yeah, yeah, right. The one that won the Super Bowl the first time. The guy from the. Brian Billick. Yeah, Brian yeah, Billick. Brian Billick. Yeah. Brian Billick. Yeah, the, the guy never, won a Super Bowl. He never another job after that. Yeah. Another job. Experienced yeah. guy like that. Now, whether or not he yeah. never wanted another job, I don't know. But he was certainly around. He was, you know, he was on TV. He was doing things. That's a very, yeah. very strange to me. He never got another job after that. Um, so, uh, you know, so there's that. Um, and like you said, Kellen Moore, I would think has maybe a chance to get a job. I don't know. He's probably on the cusp there. I don't know that that would affect Mike McCarthy's status. I think Quinn's gone, but even if if he goes, I still think McCarthy stays. I don't think he's going anywhere without without like a Sean Payton type deal. I, I don't think he's going anywhere this year, um, and they shouldn't. I mean, he had a, he had a good year. He just you know no, that team I'm, needs I'm to get over that, playoff. I'm pumps. saying maybe Payton doesn't have to wait a year if like his, both of his coordinators go. They may use that as an excuse to make the move. Maybe that's what maybe. I'm possible, um, which I think may actually, I think he's going to probably lose both of those guys. Um, and, you know, and Leslie Frazier, I know, uh, is, is a guy that's probably going to be probably going to be close to a hire. I don't know. I don't know if somebody actually pulls the trigger there, but that's another guy that'll be, you know, in the mix. Um, Todd Bowles, we talked about too. Um, so there's a lot of coordinators, you know, some of these coordinators have some experience as a head coach and some of them don't. And, uh, you know, I've, I've said that I think that having experience as a coach, is something that would attract me a lot 
because I just think that there's so much more to coaching than actually on-the-field coaching. You need to manage so many things, and it's just so much more that entails becoming a coach. And if you've done it before, I just think it makes it so much easier to do it again, you know, without having to have, without having to learn, uh, you know, uh, as you go along basically. And, uh, you know, you, do you want to start over and have to do that again? I kind of don't. So I would like somebody with more experience to come in and right out of the gate, just be able to kind of do what they do, you know? So we'll see, we'll see how that kind of uh, goes. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting, but like Rich said, uh, you know, it, it's going to fill up and quick. So you might get left at the altar. All right, quick break right back after this. We'll recap the games. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. This is Paul Warfield, and you are listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Pacatello, Rich Van Zandt. And just a reminder, you can catch us uh, on iTunes. Just go right to the iTunes store, and you can get our latest episodes delivered right onto your phone as they come out or check out any uh, past episodes, and you can send us any questions or comments to Pacatello Show at Yahoo.com. So the uh, NFL Divisional uh, Week is in the books, and it was uh, it was an explosive one to say the least. Um, just uh, some really really exciting games around the NFL, Rich. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll we'll start one at a time. Um, but uh, did you see? Um, I guess my question is that now the Bengals uh, beat the Titans now 19-16 in a game that not many people saw coming. Um, 
before we get into the actual game, how much does it, if at all, bother you to see a guy like Zach Taylor, who's probably going to win Coach of the Year, um, now advancing to the AFC Championship game, um, when we talk about all these guys that we might want to bring in as coaches and, and a quarterback guy to work with, and this was your quarterback coach. I mean, this was basically your guy, and, and, and yeah. he left and he's there. I mean, it's got to bother Dolphin fans a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've passed over a lot of guys. Our guys are spread all over the league, you know. You know, our our, our organization has been running crappy for a long time now. I mean, it just, you know, it's not a mystery what, why we are why we haven't won a playoff game in 20 years. You know, it's spread all over the league, but organization. spread all over the league, but not coaching wise, right? I mean, not not really head coaching wise. I mean, this is a guy now who's going to be NFL Coach of the Year, and he's advancing to a championship game now. He's a first-year coach. Went to Cincinnati, and I I get that they got the number one pick in Burroughs, and you know, and, and, but the team was not in great shape when he got there. And you no. know, I mean, you know, the, Trevor Lawrence is in Jacksonville. People aren't flooding there, and Urban Meyer certainly didn't survive. So it's not, you know, just because you get that, there's a, there's a lot more detail, you know, that needs to go into it. And I'm not saying I thought Zach Taylor was going to be this guy because I don't remember when he, when he left. I wasn't like, oh, we should have hired him for a coach or thought I didn't. But you know, but when you look at that, I mean, this was your guy. You had him in the organization. And I remember, well, they, you know, they brought, he, they brought him in to work with Tannehill. Remember, because he, he he was at A and M with Tannehill, and they right. brought him in to work with Tannehill, and then he became right. quarterback coach. Right. And then uh, they didn't promote him because we had a we had we had a really lousy offensive coordinator as usual. Right. And then uh, you know he left to take that the job with somebody else. You know we probably should have promoted the offensive coordinator back then. You know. Yeah. That was the mistake. Yeah. It just, it just came to mind. You know. I mean, it was just something that. Uh, you know, that um, was a little surprising to me. Um, so now getting on to the game, I mean, let's, let's start here because this was the first one. And, and uh, you know, I think we we both thought that, you know, that the Tennessee Titans were in the best position that they had been in for a long time. And, of course, they were missing, um, you know, their their best player. Uh, but he was coming back now, um, you know, so you figured with, with, with him coming back, uh, this was going to be a game uh, where the Tennessee Titans had a legitimate shot because all roads seemed to uh, probably go through Tennessee. Um, and and to have Cincinnati go in there, uh, which is obviously a good offensive team, but they're not physical, and they let up a tremendous amount of sacks. Uh, so this was a surprise, right? Nine times and you win. Yeah, I'm pretty shocked. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's uh, yeah. You know, the reason Tennessee isn't advanced is because Ryan Tannehill threw three terrible picks. I mean, really, that's the story of the game right there. I mean, look no further. He gave that game away. You know, the first play. Well, of the yeah. First half of the game. The first play of the game. The first play of the second half, and that atrocious one. You know, in the fourth quarter. I mean, you know, that was it. I mean, I don't even understand what they were doing on that last drive. It was well, – there's no clock management going on. It was like I don't even know how they thought they were going to get into field goal range, the way they were acting, you know? And what was that, down to 20 seconds when he threw that pick? 
Yeah, I, and listen, I, I, I agree with you. He did not have a good game. I was very disappointed because I've seen Tannehill have some really big games. I mean, let's face it, he went to the championship yeah. game, right? I mean, he's certainly yeah. capable of winning that game, um, and he, you know, he can play at a very, very high level, and the detractors to him uh, are going to jump all over that. Um, like they always do, and yeah, I mean, I can't the the, the from the from the jump, the interception, and then the one at the end, you know, just really, you know, baffles you. But putting that aside, there were other reasons that they did not win this game, and I think one of the biggest mistakes they made was with Derrick Henry. I really do. I mean, you have a guy in Deontay Foreman who has been running. Phenomenal. I mean, we know that better than anybody because we know what he was able to do against us. I mean, he just completely yeah. dominated us, right? I mean, the, the, the guy was, like, unstoppable. And, and so, uh, you know, Derrick Henry now coming off uh, this major injury where he, he lost more than half of the year, and I just think they went to him and just put him into this game plan, and, you know, he was basically uh, – put in a role where he wasn't maybe not ready to do. They should have spelled him a little bit. When when Foreman got in the game, I mean, the guy t- takes off, he has a 30-something yard run. You know, I mean, it, it, you really should have spelled the two of them, and I think they would have had a lot more flow and a lot more dominance on the ground, because Derrick Henry obviously wasn't Derrick Henry. I mean, he was showing spots, and, and he was able to play the game and, and do okay, but um, he, he wasn't what he normally is. I mean, you've seen that. No on the outside one. I think that was a huge mistake. I mean, I think that's where they kind of lost their control of that game, if you will, on offense. Um, so, that you know, that, that's, that's on Vrabel. I think you have to consider that, and it's really easy, you know, to talk about the three picks. But, um, you know, I think you still have to at least consider that, you know, um, because I think that they, you know, they, they didn't handle that situation good. Right. Um, uh, you know, like I said, I think there was they made a lot of mistakes. You know, the picks are, I mean, that that last one when that screen pass was atrocious too. You know. Yeah, I, yeah. There's no doubt. I, I mean, and I guess we got to give credit. You got to give credit to Cincinnati. It was, you know, it was not yeah. a, it was an awful condition day, but it's not easy to play there. And um, you yeah. know, they 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 seem to have no problem with it. I mean, they just basically. Uh, you know, went in there and and, and you know, this is what like, they had so to do. They threw one of the best touchdown passes I ever saw to AJ Brown. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad the, you brought that up. That turkey afterwards. Glad you brought that up. That was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I've never saw anybody yeah. throw a, a, a perfect pass like that and then throw a turkey to like lose the game. You know, in the same game, that's crazy. You know. Yeah. And it's disappointing, too, because I don't know that Ryan Tannehill will ever have a better opportunity in his career. I think strange things happen, and we talked about this after the game, and I said, you know, uh, as far as quarterbacks go, you know, you know, do they move on? And, and it comes down to there's just not a lot of them. So there's a chance no. that he may be back there next year. But, you know, you had well, the number not, one seed. He's not going to shake. Yeah, it's – yeah. You know, both number one seeds get knocked out in the divisional round, which is crazy. Yeah. So, but so you have the number one seed here. 
But you know, yeah, you, ha- you know, you never know. You get back to this point. I mean, you, you know never know. I mean, absolutely, you know? absolutely. More yeah. likely that you don't than you do. Um, so, right. so you know, this is a, a guy who had the number one seed and home field advantage. And you know, I don't care what you say. Cincinnati was the easiest draw that you could have had out of that uh, out of the remaining. And you know, and and, and you. You, you lost that. I mean, so it's as simple as that. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that was Saturday's early game. That's what started it off. And and, and, and as you said, um, Saturday's uh, second game was your other number one seed. And here you had the Green Bay Packers who are at Lambeau Field with Aaron Rodgers, who's most likely going to be the MVP or certainly the runner-up if not, uh, playing, you know, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in the 49ers and uh, – you know, they come up short. So once again, Aaron Rodgers uh, is out of the playoffs or, you know, out of the Super Bowl. And, well, he um, played terrible. He didn't play he terrible, but he didn't play he didn't play well, Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, he well, didn't he play didn't, terrible, he but he, didn't, he played pretty no, bad. But he didn't, what he played, he, you know, he went, listen, 20 for 29, 225, no interceptions is what he did. No touchdowns yeah, as no well. Touchdowns. And I got you. I got you. You can't say he played terrible because that's not terrible. He, the scoreboard. he, he, didn't, he didn't make a mistake. Right. I, I'm not saying it, but he certainly didn't play Aaron Rodgers like, and he rarely no. does in these games. And so that's and a like, mark you know, that's he, on him. Yeah, if you, and watching the game, forget about what the stats are. How many three and outs did he go to in the fourth quarter when they had a chance to do something? He he basically went into a shell. He went into a conservative yeah. shell, which is surprising, but he seems to do that a lot. And, um, you know, this is a guy who's talked about in the realms of the greatest of all time. He's especially in recent years. He's talked about in that shelf. I mean, he's certainly discussed in that. Um, we, I, you know, I talked about last year what Brady did Well forever put him above that because he went through all three of his peers to do it. He went through Rodgers, Breeze, and Mahomes. So you can never take that away, you know. But that was a big knock on Rodgers. And now I never thought he'd have the same opportunity, but he did, Rich. And this time he was at home as the number one seed. And, yeah. you know, to, to, to lose to the 49ers, who has trouble, he has trouble beating Anyway, so I grant you that. He always has trouble. You know, the, 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 the team there, you know, they, they kind of own them a little bit. Um, but it's a big loss for them. And, you know, I keep saying this Shanahan is one heck of a coach. You can't take that away from him. I mean, this guy, nah, he, he, nobody thought the 49ers were at this level. They didn't. I no. mean, this is this is a very well-balanced team. Now, whether or not they win the Super Bowl is another story, but this guy is one heck of a coach. I mean, he really is. Uh, it shouldn't be surprising. He's got the pedigree. He's been around it, um, and he's a great offensive mind. But, uh, you know, he's already been to one Super Bowl with that team, and now he's going to an, uh, a championship game. Uh, so, um, you know, I just think that you, you got to give him tip your hat a little bit there. Uh, to, to that, and it looks like the Packers are, they're really in disarray right now, because you don't know where Dante Adams is going to go, and you don't know what Rodgers is going to do, and it looks like that may that might be uh, the end of that in Green Bay. We'll have to see. I mean, it seems like well, he all the bad that, you know, He doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, but why would the Packers have to rebuild? I think what he's, what he's basically saying, Rich, is exactly what he's, 
what he said last year. I think it's coming out more now. Like all those problems that they had, I think are still there. As much as everybody tried to make it like everything's rosy now, he's getting along with the GM. No, there's a lot of guys on that team who he likes, who he's friends with, that have contracts that are done now, and he wants them to stay. And I think the Packers organization has said they're not staying, at least the majority of them. Or more so than that, I think the Packers organization has said, we'll worry about that. You worry about playing quarterback, and that's the area where Aaron Rodgers and, 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 and the Green Bay Packers have clashed, and I don't see it getting any better because I think he wants to be in control of that roster more so than any quarterback in the league right now. And I, I right. just don't think that's going to work. I mean, they're going to be in salary cap problems, and I think that the organization is, you know, they're tired of that. And I think right off the get-go, He's in a press conference, and he's talking about, I don't want to be part of a rebuild. Like you said, why would it be a rebuild? But I think they're looking to get rid of a lot of the veteran players that he likes, and, uh, and that's what he's considering. And, you know, I've thought about this a, a lot, too, because LaFleur is a weird coach. I mean, the guy on surface looks like he's a great young coach, but how much is the Rodgers factor? And I think there's a good chance that without Aaron Rodgers, that that team's a 5-12 and 12 team. I think there's a good chance of that. I really do. I mean, you know, if he wasn't on the team this year, I don't think they win double digits, do you? No. No, hell no. No, they're certainly not the number one seed. No, certainly not the number one seed. And and if you take that out of the mix, he does have a lot of power there as to where, you know, what what happens with that. I mean, there's going to be some available options. I think retirement's on the table, too. I do. I think he's, he's thought oh, about it. That's what I thought about. Forget about going somewhere else. I think he was hitting that retirement more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I think he's got injuries that have really bothered him. I think the foot's an injury that's bothered him. Uh, you know, he's played through it. But I think he, you know, might be getting a little tired of that. You know what kind of a free spirit he is. Money's no longer an option as far as living. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think he's really thinking about that. Now, if you take that aside, obviously the uh, the Broncos is where everybody is rumoring him to go for three years now. And, yeah, there is a lot to that. The only thing I will say, I'm going to say this. I haven't heard anybody say it. This is my thinking of it. I think the Tennessee Titans are, are are something that might might work for him as a fit if he decides to go somewhere else. I think that might be a really good situation for him. And they have obviously, you know, room to play with. They were the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, it's on the East Coast, but so what? I think people make too much of the West Coast thing. Uh, you know, when you're playing football throughout the year, um, the weather would, would would be okay for him, even though he might be sick of playing in that call. I mean, he's playing in Wisconsin. So um, just throwing it out there, if he does go somewhere else, that's a team nobody's talking about that, that could yeah, come in the mix. I don't think they're going to make that kind of move. Yeah, maybe no, not. Tannehill's contract's not up. I don't think they make that kind of move. They're paying Tannehill no, but that's money. Yeah, but that's one of the teams, you know, they can obviously work out a trade for. The other teams don't have anybody. You know, the Broncos don't have a quarterback. You know, but Rodgers is free to go wherever he wants, I believe, with this new contract that he worked out, right? I think so, yeah. I think you're right. So, um... I I think he's packing it in. I I really don't see him going anywhere else. Yeah, that's a viable... You know scenario. 
And I, I think that that is closer than people think as well. And I think he's also, I don't think it's just a deflated part of it, Rich, but when you look at the Packers in the last two years, um, yeah, I kind of think that's it, right? I mean, you, you, you got there two times, and this year is even better than last year without Brady on the other end, and you couldn't get over that hump. I find it hard, hard to believe that team's going to be able to regroup and get better next year. I think he knows that. So, you know, it's going somewhere else or retiring, you know, probably leaning more more towards the retiring part than, you know, than having to, to, to do it all over again. So yeah, I think you're no, kind of right I there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. All right. There were some other games, obviously, uh, on Sunday and some really good ones. So quick break. We'll come on back and talk about them. When ordering food, you find out what she wants, then order for the bowl for you. It's a classy move. Now, the lady will have the linguine and white clam sauce and a Coke with no ice. Hey, this is Robert Roman. This is Mike DeMond from Fast Times. Where's Von Heinz? I like to chat, but I'm really kind of busy. I'm listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. I say I'm moving in stereo. Miami Dolphins Legend Show, Pacatello, Rich Van Zandt, as we come to the home stretch here, and uh, obviously uh, there was a second part uh, to this playoff run, and it was uh, it was even more exciting than the uh, Saturday games. Uh, Rich, I might say, before we get into that, uh, <laughs> there was some Dolphin news, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, the Dolphins selected uh, a Minnesota offensive tackle in the mock draft. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. <laughs> now, is it me? I hate to go on a little tangent here, but is that the stupidest thing in the world, these mock drafts? Especially these mock drafts that take wait, wait, place wait, wait, before anybody... Show, no? 
right? Yeah, of course. Like, it's not even settled where we're drafted yet, right? Yeah. Because yeah. the Niners are still alive, right? Yes, yes, yes. The Niners are still alive. Well, it's, so it's, even, this... it's, yeah, it's even more ridiculous. <laughs> it's insane. You don't even know the draft order. You don't even know who's declared. Right. These mock drafts are so ridiculous. And people read it like they're actually getting the guy. And Mel Kuyper even has the mock drafts of a Fordo things. Like what? I understand. Yeah, like Kuyper if it's a week, Kuyper says it's taking another receiver. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I get. Listen, if it's a week before the draft and you got the numbers and everything, and then people want to give a scenario what they think might happen, and you want to look at that with a grain of salt, okay. We're sitting in January. It's so ridiculous, well, but, like you said. We don't even know what number we're picking. Months out of the year. You hear me? Yeah, Both yeah, I got, you. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. There's no doubt about it. And and there was what? <laughs> that other guy. That other guy disappeared, right? Yeah, who's the other guy? Everybody brought that other guy in to like to drive him crazy. Yeah, who was that? And and he, he, and yeah, he, yeah, the, the blonde hair guy with the curly hair, and, and he just he like disappeared <laughs> yeah. off the face of the earth. Yeah, I don't know where he went. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And there was one other thing in the Packers game we forgot to know, and it was a big one. I don't know if you caught this, but have you seen the memes? And have, Did you see A-Rod dancing in the stands, freezing in that stupid coat? Did you see him there with the Packers hat on? No, I missed that one. I saw, I saw him at the Timberwolves game. Of he's, yeah. you know, he's an owner of the Timberwolves. I saw him oh, on his yeah. like, iPad. During the game, oh, like, oh, Minnesota. I'm like, what's he oh, doing there? And I'm like, oh, he's not oh, he's the owner. So much more to that. They want him out of the ownership. Minnesota hates him now. He shows up in Glambo Field in all Packers attire. He's wearing a Packers oh, hat with some girl. He's, he's dancing. He's doing the I Gotta Pee dance. And and oh, he, his, his face is so red, and they were they were mocking him. Buck and Aikman were laughing. You got to see this. They they didn't know what to say. He looked like such an idiot. And people were posting. People were posting that basically, uh, A Rod being in the building automatically assured Aaron Rodgers sucking tonight. They calling it A Rod on A Rod crime. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh, it's a, and I heard he was actually at the Raider game or something, wearing Raider gear the night before, the week before, or something like that. This guy, unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. own worst enemy, no doubt about it. Yeah. Okay. He so, doesn't help so, himself. He he definitely doesn't help himself. Okay, so the Rams go to Tampa Bay, and I know uh, you got a big smile as a result, but. Um, now here's a team, I mean, there, there was a huge, huge lead, right, that they almost gave up, uh, but they do wind up holding on in the last seconds as they beat the, the defending champ Bucks 30-27. to 27. Um, So uh, there's a lot of different storylines we can go here, um, but, uh, you know, how, how well, my, assured... The big problem with this yeah. game is the second half, the Rams went into the prevent offense. I mean... Don't you know that you don't sit on a lead like that? I mean, God. I mean, they went they went in such a shell in the second half. It was ridiculous. It's like, put this game away already. Yeah, I mean, they always do this. Uh, you know, you've seen this in Super Bowls. These teams always do this when they get that big lead. And, uh, and then you always got to get that turnover, too. I mean, the comebacks only happen yeah. so much. You, gotta, you can have the big plays, well, you know, but you need that turnover. Stone starts rolling down the hill. 
it keeps gathering moss and it becomes a boulder. It does. You know? You know, it you know does, how it goes. But... And, and yeah. you know, every time Brady's involved, it's just like the most ridiculous things happen to get him back in the game. I mean, he didn't yeah, get no. back in the game. It was just, it was just like a it's, – it's always like this weird stuff goes on with this guy. Yeah, there was some weird stuff. There's no doubt about it. There was. Um, I mean, Matthew Stafford, what, he's his, his, his second second playoff win now? And, yeah. you know, this team's going to host this, this, this 49er game. Um, you know, there's they a lot to be said there. I, I, I know. And it's, and it's still Matthew Stafford. And, you know, I just think yeah. the 49ers, you know, I think the 49ers are – or where they need to be, but here's the thing, Mitch. Here's the thing, and I was waiting for this to show you. And I don't know if you've heard about this, but here's why the Rams are not going to advance to the Super Bowl. Here's why the San Francisco 49ers are almost assured to get into their whatever it is, sixth, seventh Super Bowl. Here's why. Yeah. Did you see the ticket policy that the Los I Angeles thought. Rams put in there? Kind of reminds me of what happened else in New York. What happened in New York? How we got banned from the, the, the box for wearing dolphin apparel. No, this is different, Rich. This is totally different, though. The, well, they the, don't want anybody the, else that's not a Rams fan there. I'm just saying. Yes, like, but you can't even buy that, tickets. Let me read. Let I know me, you that. can't even if buy you tickets. If you don't live in me, LA County, they, they'll cancel your credit card. I know. Like, Rams yeah. fans don't live in other counties? In other states? I know. Out-of-state Rams fans are basically given the middle finger. Public sales to the game at SoFi Stadium in Anglewood, California, will be restricted to residents of the greater Los Angeles region. Residency will which be based on which credit card billing address. I'm not sure what that means, by the way. No, the no, it's not. Area, nobody knows what that means, but go ahead. No, but you know where it doesn't mean. Orders by residents outside of the greater Los Angeles region will be canceled without notice and refunds given. Now, this to me is so much more than the Rams trying to keep the 49er fans away. Now you are limiting sales to all your out-of-town fans in the NFL. I mean, for years you want to market non-teams oriented, the NFL has. That's why they have fantasy and all this. See, this is where we have an inept commissioner because he stopped this before it gets any bigger. This this nonsense has to be stopped, and and it's it's very similar to what happened to us that you can't wear dolphin apparel in a booth. It's and not though. Like, it's not though. Not listening to me. Remember when I said this is the start of something, where they're going to tell you you can't wear the, the dolphin apparel in the stadium at one point. Remember, I said this is the start of something, and here we go already where they're they're not allowing. They don't want other people's fans in the stadium. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not baloney. That's that's not that's nothing small. What happened to us was ridiculous, dude. That that's that's just you don't you don't do stuff like this. Yeah, I got you. Well, you're not allowed to you're not allowed to root for the other team now. That's what it's going to come down to. Rich, I got you. I got your fanboy thing. I got it. But I'm trying to tell you, this is different. The NBA and all that's been doing that for, for even baseball. They won't let you wear that apparel when you're seen on TV behind home plate. You, they won't let you oh, do right. it courtside at any NBA games. I got that. This is totally different. This is preventing you from attending the game. They're I not even allowing. That, uh, I told you that this is what it's going to come down to. 
I remember I said that. We'll, we'll I said, this see. Is the and where's well, the commissioner we'll with this? Well, well I don't know. With this? I don't know. That's what I want to see. I want to see if the NFL does get involved with this. I mean, I would already think it's too late. I would already think it's too late because I think these tickets went on sale already. So who's the people in Palo Alto that bought tickets to this game that are now banned? Their, their tickets disappeared on them. Where are they? And you're not going to be able to do this on, on, on StubHub, see whatever you buy secondhand tickets on. So uh, you're just making them pay more and scalp? Like, I, this is out of hand, and I agree. This is something that's a terrible precedent, and it has to be, yeah. you know, uh, addressed. But I think it's already past the point of it taking place, right? I mean, these tickets went on sale already, didn't they? Yeah, but how, how come the NFL's mum on this? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to say. I think they're already yeah. past the point to where when they finally do address this, if they do, what do you do? Because I think these seats, they're already sold seats. And what happened to the people that bought them outside yeah. of the area? Well, I guess, they, you, I guess they don't have a – yeah, I guess, they got canceled, I guess, right? I mean, that's a disgrace. And, you're, and San Francisco so is one thing. This one. You, know, you know how they're finding out where you live? You're building your credit card. Billing. Your credit card. So what yeah. happens if you have a business that's outside the state, but you live there? <laughs> you just got turned down. Well, they, that's how they did it, yeah. No, no yeah. doubt. You'd have to, you would have to, yeah. yeah, get it somewhere else, absolutely. I mean, I just think it's a disgrace all around the board. Everybody's thinking San Francisco. Well, what if you live in Denver and you're a Rams fan? What if you live in St. Louis, Rich? Yeah, that's what I said. I said that today. I said there's no St. Louis Rams fans anywhere? It's insane. It's just, I hope you're right, and I hope they really do step in, and I think they're already late to this. No, they should have put an end to this immediately. I don't think, I don't think so either. I don't think he's going to say I anything. I, I said, that's why he's an absentee commissioner as far as I'm concerned. You know, he, he, you know his decisions are terrible. Terrible. All right, well, I'd love to keep the labor in this, but uh, the best game in, in maybe the last 25 years. The, the best game in the last 25 years. I, I guess I'm still going to belabor it, but we're out of time. We've got the best game in 25 years we haven't even discussed. So we've got to move on. The Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs played an overtime game for the ages yesterday. For the ages. So uh, we have to at least address this, don't we? Okay. Now, obviously, obviously you're not. I, I understand. What's that? <laughs> Who doesn't what know about it? About? Really? Really? Yeah, That's what we're doing? I apologize to everybody at home. I, I, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah, Marvin didn't see it last night. <laughs> Rich, honestly, I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of talk about this, the overtime rule. That's the big thing that's coming into play. Um, you it's know, I think game. Josh Allen said it best. Well, why? What's your feeling on it? It always should be sudden death. I have no problem with it. You, yeah, you I don't want, either. You want the game to keep going? Keep them out of the end zone. There you go. You know, it's no, a I don't have a problem with it. You another chance after a field goal either. You know, I was raised on sudden that, death. The first team that wins the coin for You want to really say yeah. something? Allen should have called heads, okay, instead of tails. There you yeah, go. That's plus game for No, I don't have a problem <laughs> with it either. I know a lot of people do. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it either. I think that basically uh, – 
uh, you know, uh, it could have went either way. Like Josh Allen said, if they would have gotten it, they would have ended it too. Um, and so that's just the way it goes. I, I grew up on that. I don't really have a problem with that either. Um, but you can't take away from the fact that it just was an unbelievable game. I mean, uh, unstoppable game. offenses uh, back and forth. I mean, um, you know, it's hard to think. It's really hard to think Cincinnati uh, is going to have, uh, you know, a, ch- a chance to play Kansas City. But we see strange things happening. But this Kansas City team really showed up for a game when they were faltering a lot during this year. And, uh, and Buffalo, you know, seven touchdowns in a row basically coming into the game. Um, so this, this, yeah, it really was. I mean, uh, you know, Buffalo, for, Buffalo losing, they had – Two of the worst losses to end seasons the last two years. They've had some bad ones. Rich, they've had some they've had some bad ones in their history. They've had some of the worst ever. You can't you can't deny that. I mean Buffalo Bills have had some bad, bad, bad endings. I, like just off the top of my head, pickup truck through a card table. Rich, Rich, just off the top of my head, you got Norwood wide right. You got the Memphis yep. City Miracle, right? <laughs> they never really recover from that one. That was at the end uh, of the uh, run, right? And and now, yeah, and now and now, you know, this this one's a but, um, you know, but the talent is there. I guess my question to you is: I know you love Mike Curtis. <laughs> he always talks so much about. Is Stefan Diggs <laughs> now your favorite? Is he now the new Mike Curtis? Huh? Yeah, it was a pretty good one. <laughs> you like that, one, huh? Yeah. So, what Diggs at the top of the field? What, what I, don't know. Crazy, I don't know. I don't know. I thought of you when he did it. And uh, I yeah. said, yeah, so now I guess you got to love Diggs. You got to go. I want to see if you give him the, the same the same talk and respect that you gave Curtis all these years. We'll see. No. I'm going to keep track of that. Ball. No, I think I know the answer <laughs> to that, please. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, at a glance here, um, does Cincinnati have any chance here against this, this Kansas City team? You putting them in yeah, the Super Bowl? I, I, Kansas, listen, Kansas City's defense is not good. Okay, they don't have a good defense. So yeah, I mean, Cincinnati could be in that game. I mean, that's the highest point spread of the weekend. The, you know, yeah. Kansas City's favored by seven. But I thought I'm it was higher than that. I heard no, eight and a half. It's seven now. Okay. Maybe, maybe it went to eight and a half. It was seven last night when it came out. Okay, so seven. Okay. Seven. Um, okay. Do they have a chance? Sure, I think they have a chance because, you know, it's, it, it you know, the defense is terrible. I mean, I don't think their defense can stop them. You know, it's basically who could score more. And I think, you know, Cincinnati's defense is pretty good, I think. Do I think they're going to win? No, but I think it's going to be a pretty close game. Okay. And I guess we end on a Dolphin note here. There was uh, the big story this week is uh, an un- identified defensive player oh, isn't that some said that yeah. playing with Tua yeah. at quarterback yeah. is catamount to basically Rudy wasting career. your career. Now, I wonder which one that is. Maybe that's uh, he, <laughs> who's at the backup tight end, the backup cornerback. Uh, well, I mean, come on. They're just so Mark Kelly with his stupid, you know, yeah, I agree. Un- unidentified guy. I don't buy any I agree. of that crap. Who's, who's telling Omar Kelly that? You know, come on. It's not happening. I agree. Now that, no, I agree. There's then, three scenarios here. It's it's a made-up, nonsensical thing, or it yeah. comes from somebody so irrelevant 
that just the fact that yeah. they play on defense gets the headline, right? Because we see this right. propaganda nonsense. Or, you know, or if it's true, then there's really only one guy that would have – I would say there's one guy on that team, maybe two on that defense, that would even have hard. the ground. There's, it's probably him and, and, and Christian Wilkins would be the only guys that would even have the ground to stand on to make that statement. <laughs> Who has a career? Right. <laughs> well, that's what I'm that. saying. That's what yeah, I'm saying. There's basically two, yeah. two guys that are, that are yeah. – and I don't think they said it. So, you know, well, uh, they, there I you go. I think Xavier Howard have said it. I know Wilkins wouldn't have said it, you know? Right. Xavier Howard's a pain in the neck, but he's about himself. I can imagine him walking through an airport and not recognizing to her. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I think that's the only two guys that would even have the credentials to say that. You know, the other star yeah. players are young, and uh, yeah, so yeah, we both kind of agree on that. These stupid articles about Tua. The guy won eight out of the last nine games for them. I mean, can you give the guy a breath of fresh air in the, the offseason and see what happens? I mean, you know, give me a break. They act like this guy's Mark Sanchez. I mean, you got to be and, kidding me. And, Rich, we have 40 seconds left. What do you think Pete Rozelle would have did about the situation with the tickets? He would have stopped it immediately. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have sat silently all day today with this crap. You know, I think, I think Goodell's terrible. You know, he's too worried about when the next game in Mexico City is going to be. Go ahead, pal. I'm letting you roll. This is your time. Yeah, hey, if you... Hey, Kenny, if you live outside of Me- if you don't live in the greater Mexico City area, can you get a ticket for that game? Well, there you had it. Don't say I didn't give it to you. Thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week on the Wiley Dolphins Legend Show. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl, we had a few drinks, and I told her what I decided. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.